Hello, everybody, and welcome to Reheated, the Leftovers podcast. This one covering season three, episode one, I believe titled Book of Kevin. Uh, did any of you catch that? That's Kevin James's new sitcom. Yes, Book of <laughs> Kevin. Uh, I'm the host, Mike Marbach, and if you could introduce yourself, going around to the right. I'm Sean Keegan Landis. Rob Alessiani. David Danella. Jolie Darrow. Cool. Uh, we did not do a single episode. In between season twos and 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 this one, uh, so we were just discussing previously that it would be uh, this is this is going to be it's going to be a learning experience. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I think I was just getting over season two, like like this past week. Like I think I'm finally emotionally I'm ready emotionally. For, yeah, I think I'm now emotionally ready for season three. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, when we were watching the previously on. Um, Everybody, at least one time or another, was like, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. It did happen. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. It's called The Leftovers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, I guess we'll just jump into this episode in First Impressions. What did you What did you think? Holy shit. Yeah. Got that explicit rating right off the bat. Um, I thought it was great. It reminded me why I think this might be the best show on HBO right now. Wait, it got Still. an explicit rating off the bat? Because it just said, mm-hmm. holy shit. Oh, oh, our yeah. podcast. oh, our podcast. Oh, we, oh, earned that, we earned that mature. I said, did I blink and miss a dick? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but Kevin some... Garvey's butt was looking mighty nice. There might have been some ball bag. Um, <laughs> I thought it was great. I thought it was a very... I loved the um, double opening. You know, we have the, the kind of, ooh, this is just stylistically what we're dealing with. And then... Then you know. Then we had a whole denouement from the last season before the three years later. Yeah. I loved it. I loved. It. I loved most of this whole thing. Sean. Yeah, good setup for a good. Uh, hopefully, a good season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like I, I, you know, it's a good show when um, when the first episode of this new season. You almost feel like you're you're seeing old friends again. Yeah. Um, it was it, like every time somebody came on screen, it's like, oh, hey. Even though a lot of these people caused a lot of these people problems last year. Yeah. Yeah. I was still like very, very sure. glad to see everybody who was there, and sad to see the people who weren't there. Mm-hmm. They fit a lot of people in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot they, of people. They, they just fit a lot keep of marrying in. each other. Yeah. And they, and they made everyone like super duper lovely friends. Like they're like, hey, remember all the weird stuff in her past? Come on over here. Potluck night. That's going to change so fast, though, right? Like yeah. the, the worst. It seems like up. it's going to accelerate pretty quickly. Pretty yeah. quickly. All right. <laughs> what do you think, Mike? Yeah. Uh, I agree with all that. Uh, I was saying. <laughs> That's his catchphrase. It was uh, it was a great episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did like the fact like the fact that they fit so many people in. Uh, I thought the storytelling and the way that they said things without saying things was was great throughout the show. As as they're pretty good at um, um, each season anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I did enjoy the the double the little double double open that they had mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, they did that last season too with the volcano. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's jump into that. Uh, so it's a ministry. Uh, did we know exactly where that was? Or My a guess was cult. Eighteen forty-four. Yeah, it's eighteen eighteen hundreds. So I originally thought Australia because I thought the whole season was going to take place in Australia, but I don't know that it was Australia. It was either Australia or the West. Uh, yeah, the United the, States. The United States. Yeah. You know, and the gist there was that it's just a small. Uh, uh, community mm-hmm. and they are preparing for the rapture. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it just keeps not happening. And then the guy keeps getting <clears throat> new information, new dates, uh, and the mm-hmm. followers just keep dwindling. Yeah. Yeah. Until there's one nope. woman. Well, mm-hmm. she goes back to the chapel, and there are other people lying on the yeah floor. So there's probably a few smattered out among a couple different towns. I think. And then, uh, and we didn't really know if. It didn't seem like they... At first I was like, are they all dead? But it didn't... Mm-mm. It didn't seem that way. Nope. But it seemed like they Sleeping. were like representative of the GR, in a sense, or that somehow sure. the GR came out of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was... I, was I thought it was just like, a, a parallel. Yeah. Handover, yeah. Right? It was a yeah. visual, thematic mm-hmm. parallel. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily like, oh, this was the... I didn't get that this is the birth of the yeah. Guilty Remnant. Yeah. yeah. I got that, like... 
this has been going on for a long time. This yeah. isn't a new thing that started with uh, with um, the uh, what are we calling the day that it took place? The day that everyone disappeared. The departure. The departure. The D word. The D yeah. word. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so dicks. nope. It, it, no, guys. Hey, hey, listeners. It's not dicks. Um, Somebody just threw their coffee across the room. Dang! Dang. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then and then it it transitioned uh, into. I mean, I I drew parallels between a lot of the people from that first cold open into. I, we're calling it cold open, but the, there was no title sequence, so everything. Right. I'm calling everything before the three years later, the two cold opens. Um, Cold open A, cold open B. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And it transitioned into, very nicely, second cold open, which was like, right where we left off, as someone said, Liv Tyler had to get out of her contract, (laughs) so pretty violently (laughs) she was removed. Uh, Before we dive into that, uh, can I nerd out over Christian rock music? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That song that was playing in the first 1844 segment was uh, a Larry Norman song, who everybody knows from the 70s as a Christian rock musician, (laughs) which we'd all been ready, is explicitly about uh, a big thing that happened, and a big fear in uh, the evangelical community in the 70s is that the rapture is about to come. So he just wrote a song about like, oh yeah, when the rapture would come, um, you'd be sad if you were up in heaven. Uh, because like the people who weren't saved and left behind uh, wouldn't be around there with you. Oh like, yeah, seeing from the perspective of post rapture. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So interesting. I wish I, I this... wish we'd all been ready. Meaning, I'm ready for the rapture and saved. Hmm. And this cool is the boy. music I grew up with. <laughs> His other big hit, Larry Norman's, is uh, uh, "Why Should the Devil Have All the Good Music." Wow. So, I mean, good point. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite uh, Christian music is the the uh, the Leuven Brothers. Satan is real. It's a great album. It's yeah. very very good. It's very 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 good. Yours, David? What's your favorite? Uh... My favorite uh, Christian music? Yeah, Jars of Clay. You Jars of Clay guy? Um, no, Soul but no, I, James Brown. Not, right? not Soul Asylum, Collective Soul. Isn't he? Yeah, he did a gospel. He certainly started with gospel. For yeah, sure. certainly. Uh, I believe Sex Machine is an oath. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a band, uh, I think it's called, St- he's called Stephen Speaks, or the band is Stephen Speaks. Does that ring a bell for anyone? Not for me, and I should know. Uh... I, me and my best friend used to listen to one of his songs all the time. We were like super in love with it in early 2000s, and then we realized it was Christian music. We had no idea. That's how I felt about Collective Soul. I was like, in the early 90s, I was like, oh, this is a great alternative band. And then I was That's like, oh, I, I went to a concert. <laughs> and I was like, what? Christian, Christian music is always so funny to me because there's so many, like to me at least, I mean, and I said James Brown and Jess, but like there are so many black artists who reference Christianity or have like explicitly done gospel music or some kind of gospel music over the course of their career. Mm-hmm. And it's like that, like this, I, I mean, and I get, I understand the designation between somebody who like does like spiritual music versus like explicitly Christian music. But mm-hmm. it's always so funny to me that like we need this jo- genre eked out when there's already mm-hmm. all these people and not mm-hmm. just black you know, musicians, but all these people, you know, Touching these themes in other stuff. But. Mm-hmm. Mike, you were saying something about Sister Mary? Uh, she was at the concert that Rob went to. And uh. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. Yeah. Oh, man. This is great. Um, so, after the really great song from... What was his name again? Uh, Larry Norman. Larry Died Norman. in 2008. Whoa. Uh, oh, sorry, Larry. I found uh, that out today, Wikipedia. In it. Um, we transitioned very evenly into uh, the, the, the remnants of the remnant. Getting vaporized, blasted, yeah. and it, but it seemed like uh, did 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 anyone get the impression that like they were sold out by Liv Tyler? She yeah. seemed to. Yeah. I was having trouble uh, following that conversation uh, due to noise on the outside. I think yes. she was oh, just yeah. like, "I went to Vegas one time, mm-hmm. just wanted to brag." Yeah, there was a party bus that drove <laughs> by that we missed a little of the show. Yeah. Well, I think at this point, what was happening was somebody was yelling into their cell phone. <laughs> Anyway, they were, and it, we weren't hearing the breakup itself, but we were hearing somebody complaining to a third party about, about the breakup. Yeah. So if you want to hear about that, tune into our next podcast, Things That Happened on Mike Street. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought that, um, 
I thought Liv Tyler just had a sense of what was going on. I don't necessarily think she sold them out. She talked about the Siegfried and Roy tigers and mentioned eventually the tiger bites your face off. So somebody walk walk us through. So the, this that is metaphor. my understanding of that um, analogy, and I don't know if you if any of you have different ones, but my understanding of that was that guilty remnants had been using um, violent publicity stunts mm-hmm. as a method of provoking people mm-hmm. for a long time mm-hmm. and it was only a matter of time when one of these violent publicity stunts none of which were, were actually violent mm-hmm. actually um was responded to with decisive <laughs> yeah. violence as opposed Shocking to just rioting was how i read it that yeah. that you yeah. can't play with people's emotions like this without eventually you know uh you know having uh, a response i originally read it as now, like now that you say that, I think that could definitely be it. I originally saw it as like, yeah, she was saying, like, she was kind of like referring to her followers because she did that whole thing where she, <clears throat> like, kind of teased Evie, like maybe you should be the leader here, as if she's one of her like pets or one of her followers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was seeing the GR followers as the tigers in that. Where did we leave the GR last season? Like, what they were all hunkered down in that welcome center. What was their? What did they think? What did the show want us to believe was their next move? Or we we didn't know, right? I'm I'm not not misremembering something. They did blow up the bridge. No, that was that was that was the the publicity stunt where they didn't actually blow it up. Right. They pretended they were going to. They just tore down the. They they they. Tore down the means of keeping people out in an orderly manner. It's just like everyone got in. Um, cool. So I didn't miss anything or yeah. forget anything. Yeah. Um, I mean, um, are the Guilty Remnant done? No, because uh, one of the things that happened during the second season, if you'll recall, was that there was kind of already a schism happening between like the northern, uh, what we'll call moderate, Guilty Remnants and the Liv Tyler sect of the Guilty Remnants, which were like almost like the more aggressive, like more sure. fundamental fanatical, version. Yeah, the fanatical yeah. version. So I think the Guilty Remnants still exist. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, and they were just all over. They weren't just in Texas. They were around. Yeah. Other places. Yeah. They weren't all there. But it seems as though, based on what happened, what we revealed later in the episode, that the company line is that somebody lit a cigarette and there was a gas leak. Yeah, I guess. Right. And they were vaporized. Yeah. <laughs> Hell of a gas leak. Uh, what was the... I mean, this is probably getting in other conversations, I guess, but what is the, the cause for a strike like that against them? I mean, it was the Bureau of Alco- Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Cults. It was a pretty clear Waco. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Waco parallel or the... Um, uh, to get uh, Philadelphia specific, oh yeah, dropping yeah. bombs. Yeah. On, uh, yeah, it was also. I mean, it was also yeah. a callback to season one where the ATF and cults uh, did the same thing to um, Pastor. What's his name? Uh, the the guy who was hugging people. Yeah, Wayne. Yeah, oh, Wayne, yeah. Uh, Reverend Holy Wayne. Wayne. Holy Wayne. Holy Wayne. Holy Wayne. Um, so they did that, okay. and there was also um, that moment, if you recall, uh, again, where shady as we like to yeah, call it on this podcast, <laughs> where um, where uh, Kevin calls the ATF, and they say, "But if you want, we can take care of it for yeah. you." Yeah. Okay. So and they just do things. So that ATF <laughs> is like is just like if there's a cult that steps up too hard, they take it down mm-hmm. hard. Yeah, with a drone strike. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that happens. And then just... Yeah. yeah. Three years later. Three years later. Three years. Just... With, with now newly very handsome bearded... Bearded yeah, Kevin. It's good beard. Yeah. It's a great beard. beard. Uh, we're back in Miracle. Um... So what's what's going on there? He's the he's a sheriff. He's the sheriff. He's a sheriff. sheriff on a horse. Uh, horse. Nora is his wife again. Working, well, yeah, his partner. Yeah, partner. Certainly, don't know. Uh, she's Together. working again, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, for the Department of the Departure. Or yeah. Sudden departure. Yeah, Sudden departures. Um, the DSD. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're kind of just like checking in with everybody throughout here. Uh, Matt's 
got a very large following, yep. mm-hmm. uh, which yes. is nice for him. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but oh no, I, th- I think they said they kind of showed it at the end of the episode again too. But there is just two weeks to go until two weeks. October fourteenth mm-hmm. again, the seventh year anniversary, which is a major significance biblically. within biblical, mm-hmm. and specifically the rapture, because the rapture itself is supposed to take seven years. Uh, where the Antichrist takes over and there's a giant war. Yeah. And then at the end of the seven years, Jesus returns and... and uh, so so tune into America. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. Yeah. So seven years from the beginning of the rapture when people are... Yep. People taken. are raptured. Seven there's, years later, the Antichrist shows up. No, Antichrist shows up first. The Antichrist oh, okay. is there already. This Got is it. why people will say, sense. like, Obama's the Antichrist, and he'll <laughs> reveal himself once the rapture happens, etc., right? Yeah. Um, the Antichrist is already alive when the rapture happens and pops up. He yeah. takes over. Uh, I will also say that uh, I was raised in this rhetoric in 19... 19- at the uh, dawn of New Year's into 1993, I was an impressionable 13-year-old, and I was told at a youth retreat at, near the end of December uh, that the year seven is very significant, and that since this is 1993 and 2000 is a really important year as well, we we're, we're very well might experience the rapture. And I remember crying my way through New Year's, worried that my dad was going to... He was the only one to go to heaven? or No, no, he would not go to heaven, oh. <laughs> while the rest of us went. Who oh boy? Damn. Mm-hmm. Religion is powerful. <laughs> it is. Mm-hmm. As this show. Uh, we also see that uh, Mary, great. Doing yeah. great. Doing Why fantastic. Why are you not bugging? Crushing yeah. uh, And baby Noah. Baby Noah seems to be doing all right as He's well. Doing great. Um, they can only afford one child actor on the show at a time. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah I'm dying to know what happened to Lily. Well, yeah. Lily's price went up. So, <laughs> so the so the the, un, the unexplained things are the cast and Lily. Yeah. So far, and the itchiness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so itchy. Come on. And why didn't he sign the cast? Um, <laughs> yeah. So there's a quick conversation with uh, Kevin and. Uh, Matt, because mm-hmm. uh, they're finding these flyers around these yeah. uh, fourteen days, thirteen days uh, flyers, uh, and Matt says he's not doing it, um, and Kevin's just really mad about the about the crowd size, um, and then they had that quick like, did he see it? Yeah, talking to yeah. is his name Michael? Uh, yeah, yeah, Michael, yeah, uh, yeah. Murphy's Michael Murphy. Mm-hmm. Um, did he see it? We find out a little later. It's a it's a book, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we already mentioned it, but Nora's working again, too. Yes. Um, any other kind of quick check-in things? Either from that or other other stuff that pops out? So, I mean, Jarden is now open to the public. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's feeling more like a tent city than ever. Yeah, there's bros. The yeah. giant inflatable. <laughs> Gary Busey's. Yeah. Was that who that was? Yeah. yeah. They said they it say was Gary Busey. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, what about Gary Busey? That is the inflatable. The inflatable thing that they had was a, an inflatable version of Gary Busey because they wanted him to uh, recognize where to go when he returned. Oh, wait, I so in this detail. He's departed. He is departed. departed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, Jardin now is like a metaphor for like once people found out about Coachella and it got huge. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, More like Burning Man. Yeah, or Burning Man. Like, now all of a sudden there's bros there. Yeah. yeah. God. And it's... all going to be corporate leaders. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And then, yeah. Or Brooklyn, right? It's yeah, like, it's like all those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one guy push. in the town center is uh, still there. He's still there. On yeah. his perch. He's, He's got, got a grandfather there. clause. Yep. He's the only person allowed to be taller than 15 feet. Yeah. Side Side question... Uh, do you think there will be any Perfect Strangers things in this season? We can only hope. I think I think episode 8, after the credits, Sometimes just like a little Perfect Strangers reference. Nothing can be That's Perfect Strangers, right? Sand and Tall always. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or, 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 if they do go to Australia, they're going to be in some like run-down place where like television hasn't caught up yet and somebody's going to be watching like Perfect Stranger VHSs on like you know like a tube TV what was the deal with Perfect Stranger they thought that everyone from Perfect Stranger the entire cast had departed and then they found Marcos and Laddie hiding hiding out out. and And he had already been on the show The Leftovers which was why they made 
So what happened was they said the entire cast of The Leftovers had been... I mean, the, the entire cast of Perfect Strangers okay, had, been, had been part of the rapture. And then all these geeks got on the message board and was like, well... Uh, What's his name? Is it Mark Lynn Baker? That's yeah. Yeah. They're like, well, Mark Lynn Baker was like one of the like people in one of the interview scenes. <laughs> like yeah. and so they're like, so what's up with that? And so like they like they, they had, had it off. Oh, they had the thought it was so funny they that they did it that they were like, all right, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna reference everybody's like um you know, uh detective work and to show so that Mark Lynn Baker actually is alive. Oh, okay, that's really funny. It's great. Okay. Uh moving on. To a uh, friend from first season, from season one. Yeah, Dog, dog Catcher. catcher. Yeah. Uh, pops back up. Uh, this dog. was definitely one of those moments where I was like, you did guy again? Yeah. So uh, I was glad that we saw just the teeniest bit of uh, uh, mm-hmm. flashback. Like, oh, Dog Killer. Yeah. Even though y'all had said it before that. Doing that thing he did. Was what was interesting is that uh, they didn't show him again. They didn't, they didn't uh, tip their hat to that in the previously on. Yeah. Right. You know? Game, yeah, of, Game, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones would have shown the entire scene. Yeah, Game of Thrones would have shown like, oh shit, he's coming back. Oh, he's dead. He's like, yeah, it would have shown like a part of him being like, it's me, bud. Let's go kill some dogs together. It would be like dogs, dogs. Yeah. Like a super cut of like yeah, them saying the word dog over and over again. Yeah. Uh, so he's 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 gone off uh, off the deep end. And yeah, he thinks that. Uh, Dogs are evolving into humans, he's I believe. A, dogs are like, uh, and, uh, take, and infiltrating the higher. Yeah. What was it? Oh, a senator. Yeah, a senator from Wyoming, uh, and they are now infiltrating the highest levels of the government because mm-hmm. a senator from Wyoming asked for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah, and the music or he asked for a stopped. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, as soon as he said that, the, the music from the show stopped. Like the, sh- mm-hmm. the show did a record scratch. Yeah, yeah. basically. <laughs> Even that party van outside stuff. Yeah, yeah. Here's my thing. And maybe I'm maybe I'm maybe I'm just like too weird like this. At this point, don't you just get the sandwich tested? <laughs> just in case. Oh, you mean like you're like you know well, it's what? Too late. The dog got it. Oh well, now it's, it's too late. Uh, I said it no, tested positive dog DNA all over it. for canine DNA. Yeah, um, and then he. Blows his dog whistle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess the test to see if um, Kevin freaks out. Yeah. Uh, and then his second thought. Not to grab, not that, not so that other dogs would, would rush in. Yeah. Like somebody said. And rather than thinking like, oh, I guess he's not a dog, he thought, clever dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to come back with firepower. That's exactly they what have dog smarter. He basically <laughs> told him like, you've changed, man. Yeah. You've changed. It used to be about the dog murder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was this, however, was this also the first time that we actually confirmed that that guy was not just a figment of Kevin's imagination? I don't know. No, we had confirmed it before. We confirmed it in that yeah. season? Okay. I'd have to rewatch, but I'm I'm pretty sure. He helped, did he help bury Patty? He did, yes. but I mean, essentially, there was never any moment in the, what I remember was there was never a moment in the first season where he and Kevin were there with Anybody else but Patty. A town meeting. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. But I, I even that I don't remember people acknowledging him. I, I, I but it, but you're right. You're I right. Think, he was I at think that town meeting. We did have that question, and then something I don't remember ex- the exact yeah. moment, but something confirmed. I remember that, he that was real. happening. We also thought the weird friend that lived in the house with them that was Jill's friend was, was not true. real, but she was just weird. That's all we just Oh, wait, was this it's baby face Nelson? Is that what I'm talking about? No, I think she was. No, she was just lonely. She was the girl who was like, always, like, was always had the perky nipples and was just like, <laughs> yeah. don't you remember? She was always wearing like shirts with no bra. I mean, it was, might have they were playing Kevin. up the fact that she was like yeah. attractive and that Kevin could sleep. Oh, with her. yeah, oh, younger. She was yeah. younger. And this was a face Nelson lady. Oh, yeah, no, completely opposite. <laughs> no, this is, that was the girl that got stoned, right? Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Gladys. Gladys. Yeah, that was a plot line straight from the book. Gladys, yeah. Reminder I've read the book. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and oh, and in the book, he does hook up with that no. girl. Oh, <laughs> no. Okay. A reminder I have read, not. But read both the her book. parents disappeared, I think, was why she lived yeah, I think there. So, yeah. But she didn't live there the first episode either like that was like a no, later I don't think the... both her parents disappeared but oh, really? it's a troubling home life if I remember and right. at this point we are beyond anything the book oh there's zero yes, first season we're there's beyond. zero uh, yeah. Yeah, things nice. that the book has that we haven't addressed yet got it alright we're gonna move on bit from season one 
Uh, <laughs> uh, That's and, the only thing we remember. We're just here to throw casual shade. Uh, and uh, Murphy is doing. Uh, I can't remember his real name. All I remember is his other character's name, Eddie Winslow's. Um, yes, art. he's doing. He's doing uh, Malcolm Jamal Warner's. It's not Malcolm Jamal Warner. Malcolm this Jamal Warner's love. That's Theo from Cosby Show. I might have gone the whole entire last season thinking that was Malcolm Jamal Warner. Eddie Winslow. Eddie Winslow. Uh, from don't know his real name or his character name on this show, but yeah. I know another character's yeah. name. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Christ. he's doing his his thing, yeah. uh, which is a big, pretty. Pretty big deal. Yeah, and none of you reacted. So I was thinking in my brain, I'm not going to say anything, but these people around me aren't reacting. Like, this is weird. <laughs> yeah. This is weird. Hey, but you know what? It, I it, it's, <laughs> it's uh, three years have passed, <laughs> yeah. and that his act- daughter died. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. that actor looks so different right. with a beard. Like, oh. completely different to me with, with the face hair. Yeah, the I point disagree. Where I asked. <laughs> I mean that's totally fine. I also like. I was. I realize I'm coming into this very, very cold. Yeah. Um, like this and Game of Thrones basically switched places, and when they're usually and so we're we're very long. And I haven't watched like Game of Thrones. I will it's watch okay, off season. So the no, Game of, the Game of Thrones okay, node in his brain is flaring right now. <laughs> Meanwhile, the leftovers thing thinks it's it, it, it yeah. just like it just turned over on its pillow, looked at the clock, and said three more months till the leftovers. <laughs> He's like, nope. Um, Although that casting is amazing, like I think that uh, he looks just like Evie. Like they, especially yeah. with the glasses. Oh, yeah. The glasses was yeah, a good I was touch. Like, Holy yeah. cow! Yeah. yeah, and he really leaned into I'm my daughter's father. Yeah. Do we think? Um, do we think that uh, Eddie Winslow? <laughs> can we please get the actor's name so we can? <laughs> Um, even that Eddie Winslow's character uh, was was running uh, was running uh, a con like a that? con like that, or do we think? No, I think he, really I think he was, was in a hotel room. He was a little more real. Harder. Do you think he's like like franchised it out? He's like a subway for like yeah. subway restaurant. Yeah. He like, was thrown like, out of town, there. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, he bought somewhere else, Mister yeah. Murphy. Yeah. Murphy. And uh, yeah, so I, here's my first concern. Um, uh, going in, which is, I really liked having that voice of skepticism mm-hmm. on the show, uh, and now it sort of all lies on our Jesus figure yeah. in Justin Thoreau's character, Kevin Garvey. Um, and so, what Michael's clear, or sorry, Mr. Murphy, what is his, is his name? John Murphy. John Murphy. Um. What John Murphy's clear character arc is, or character motivation this whole show is going to be is, maybe my daughter's still alive, and I think that's a standard, like, writing trope that's yeah. going to allow you to justify some bullshit yeah. decisions on his part. So I'm just, you're on notice, Damon Lindelof. <laughs> oh, yeah, he already said basically, like, I shot you when you got up, which, like, yeah. I will follow you down that road. That mm-hmm. If I shot somebody and they immediately got up and I was like, oh, wait, how many times have they been resurrected? Resurrected. Yeah. Do we but, give no credence to the cynicism of doing the hand thing with a radio in your ear? And so you're essentially you're you're getting somebody else to cold read mm-hmm. while playing off of your kind of persona. Yeah, and shredding the money. So that I don't believe that. What I my concern oh, yeah, is not that he's superstitious and religious anymore. <laughs> that he'll do anything because he thinks his daughter's still alive. Why is That's he shredding the, sort of, the money? Why is he shredding the money? Is he just? Is it just fun for him? Oh, bad. I think he he's so committed. My, if it's in his past character, I think he's so committed to the idea that what's happening here is bullshit that he doesn't even want to profit off of it. Why so why do it in the first money? place? These are good questions. Yeah. <laughs> Epis- Answer episode them. one. Yeah, yeah. That, that was my thing. Like, <laughs> does he feel like he owes the universe an amount, and that, that his, I think it's him more depositing it to right? the bank As of the therapist? Day. Yeah. Right. Which uh, first mentioned transition? Yeah, uh, it's it's Laurie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Laurie's talking. up there. Walking, They're all talking. in the same house uh, mm-hmm. at, for this for this for this scene. Yeah, this is basically like uh, the departure real world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's being kind of kind of set up, but it was still kind of surprising to me uh, that it's uh, John and Laurie uh, together. Mm-hmm. I wasn't that. Shy. I mean, the second I saw like I saw the rapport between Kevin and Laurie, and that she was in the house like that, I was like. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, when John comes up, there's a big kiss waiting for Yeah, Yeah, I thought the show kind of... The show telegraphed that to me. I was like, oh, they're together now. I also um, would, will say, uh, and I know it's just makeup magic, but Lori looks so much better than like 
how we met her in the mm-hmm. Guilty Remnants. Oh, sure. Like, I know it's just like, it's just like show shit, but she seems very vibrant and like, yeah. like, I was like, I was like, like, she didn't even seem like she was Kevin's age in the first move in like the first season. Yeah, that's very true. And now they like, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, like, I get it all. I understand. Yeah. And she's just up there scanning social media, uh, things to find out information to feed, uh, John as he talks to these, uh, clients, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Marks. Yeah. And then he shreds the money. And these are good questions as to why. Uh, I wonder if that's just cash tips. And, like, Lori's still making some money on the side. <laughs> well, they did, say this Can't three, it. they did say this is three years in the future. Maybe in three years in the future there's some sort of machine the government gives to... <laughs> you can deposit money. Deposit and shred? But you have to shred it because, like, if you deposit it, it can't exist. You know? Yeah. I'm going with that. Theory. I would right, want right that down to be a thing. That you can, like, deposit money, but it would yeah, have to be destroyed. I never want to go to the bank, so I'm like, I wish I could just you can, take a picture. You can do it with checks. Yeah, that's how I deposit yeah. all my checks. You just take pictures of the did cash. Did you Did you know that, Jolie? <laughs> no, did you, did, tell yeah. me more yeah. how the banking you know, works. Did you know about Do you know about AOL you mean with my Polaroid? <laughs> AOL what? AOL AOL what now? AOL, you know, <laughs> America out loud. <laughs> all right, so uh, they're all out on the porch. Uh, it's well, this is there. It's a birthday party, I think, right? Yeah, for Tommy. Tommy. Um, oh, which we didn't mention. Surprise! So, yeah, Tommy. Is, uh, it's a copper. He's there, first of all, which is a <clears throat> big deal for this show. Um, uh, but also, he's uh, he's a cop. Rookie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, it's a birthday thing for him. Uh, then they all end up out on the porch uh, telling stories. Uh, Matt's talking about Guatemala. Guatemala. Uh, and... Uh, what was the what was what was Garvey's story? It was just how he it was. Everybody was talking. Everyone's like, what, "What what happened when you were twenty five? Tell us about when you were twenty five. You know, like people do at parties." Yeah. yeah. Um, and Garvey's was that's how he met Laura, Laurie, and, Laurie and and Tommy, uh, because she 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 t boned him because a, a traffic light wasn't working. By the way, that makes Kevin forty eight years old. Forty eight years young, mm-hmm. he would say. I think? guess that's not that crazy, but like, wait, why? Because if he met Matt when, I mean, if he met Tommy when he Tom when he was twenty five and Tommy was two years old, then that means twenty three years later would be Tommy's would be around the, about the time of Tommy's <coughs> because Tommy's twenty five now. Now, I, I was imagining that this was Tommy's twenty fifth oh. birthday, but maybe I was what wrong. They said? Yeah, I mean, I get, I, the, I, right. the, I was just like, sense, yeah. But may, sorry know, that it took me that long. No, it's okay. Cut all that. <laughs> I'm not dumb. Mike, Mike, did you hear? Cut that. Don't let that go out to the public. What's happening? Uh, there was one thing that uh, uh, we didn't necessarily talk about. All we, all we did was mention, I don't know that there's anything to it. Uh, Nora's working again. She's got that cast on. Mm-hmm. Um, were they just talking about the upcoming anniversary? When she's yes. talking to all the... Yeah, the, about the D word. She, said, she said, yes. look... We know that like nine at nine ninety nine out of every single time since the departure, anyone who claims departure usually murdered the person that yeah, they're claiming the departed. Yeah. But if they if it's a if it's a disappearance, handle it yourself. If they say the word departure, you have to call us. Okay. Because that's like we have to investigate every element of somebody claiming departure. Right. Especially around this time. God, what if somebody did? What if somebody like killed their boss on the day of the departure and they were just like, fuck, yes. Right? Yeah. But I guess they find out. <laughs> they do some research. But it would be, be lucky. It would be interesting. The problem is you can't plan I see it. That, I want to see that uh, spin off. Yeah. <laughs> departure CSI. It's yeah. just an episode. Yeah. CSI miracle. Yeah. If this were Atlanta, they would do that. In CSI. <laughs> um. And Lily is not present. We don't yeah, know what happened. Just, we don't know what happened, happened. to. And Lily something was, happened because they said. Has she talked about? Uh, yeah, it sounds like a death. Yeah, unfortunately, certainly. Uh, and Lily was uh, Wayne's baby. baby, right? Yeah. That Tommy dropped off. At so Kevin's now sounds house. like not a death. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just <laughs> These are good questions. Yeah. Uh, maybe related to the long. cast. Who knows? Wait, yeah. why do we think that Lily's not dead? Oh, because uh, for dramatic n- narrative reasons, it would it'd be more interesting if that baby were alive and elsewhere. Oh, yeah. 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 Maybe uh, Australia. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, Nora, 
have uh, say it. They have sex. <laughs> they have uh, a saxophone. And they have he wakes crazy up. Crazy cast sex. He wakes up and uh, just goes to his uh, suffocation box um, and proceeds. <laughs> yes, Julie. <laughs> Uh, well, so now we all kind of speculated, like, is he trying to get back to the hotel? Is he trying to, like, you know, uh, induce some sort of fantasy world? Now I'm thinking he knows he can't die, right? Like, that's a thing he's realizing. It's entirely possible that, like, he's realized it's really hard to kill me here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, because he's very nonplussed. By going to the toxic water. He didn't care about going to the toxic water. That's for sure. Yeah. He didn't... Uh, his hair wasn't even must when he left the house after yeah. he put a bag around his head. Clear oh Immortality. Uh, people, people watching this with me probably saw me grabbing my neck and I couldn't yeah. breathe watching him. Yeah. So I have questions because I think it's more interesting narratively. I'm just thinking story-wise. If we have a reluctant Jesus figure who's mm-hmm. not, who doesn't believe that they're, you know, unkillable... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would be an alternate explanation rather than he's realizing he's not, uh, killing himself? Like there are people who do this, right? Mm-hmm. Who asphyxiate yeah. themselves frequently. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's comparable to like cutting in this sense. Is that right? It or can be, it can be, it can be autoerotic asphyxiation, but yeah. it doesn't, the, there wasn't didn't feel like case. that. It yeah. didn't feel like that. Uh, this is how I felt <clears throat> watching it. And this is how I felt about Kevin for, a good portion of, I mean, for definitely most of season two also, which is every time, like, and this is not just, like, watching, like, the explicit things he does. It's just, like, everything about his behavior. I'm like, this is a guy who is obsessed with killing himself. Mm-hmm. Like, I really feel yeah. like, like, I, I, and, like, I think, like, he just, he just feels like somebody wants to die. Yeah, like, I think he might just be, like, super depressed. Yeah. Like, or, or, uh you know, have some elements of manic episodes and, and depressive states. Like he had a very, a very fun night the night before I've felt emotional hangovers after that. And maybe, yeah. And maybe a person who is obsessed with killing themselves and is starting to realize I can't kill myself. Maybe it starts to become like a addiction, like a pattern that you kind of have to follow a compulsion. And I remember, uh, in an interview with Lindelof, he said, if, if 2% of the world <clears throat> departed on that day, then he said, then this show is allowed to be 2% magical. So either Kevin is the entire 2%, or I, I would think, I would say that there's something else. Or I, I would say that, like, and there's a reason that they didn't show what happened with that bag. You know what I'm saying? You know, there might have been part that we didn't see. Maybe he did go to the hotel. Maybe he didn't. <clears throat> no, I'm saying, I'm saying, I, I would wonder if he just like, like right before he passed out, just like poked a hole in it. Right. Oh yeah, entirely possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go cool. episode one. Yeah, and then yeah. Pound it off. That's These are questions. These are good <laughs> questions. Uh, we tried to briefly uh, poison water. Um, uh, a group who. Knows what's going on, believes they know what what really happened to the guilty remnant. Uh, is uh, uh, quote unquote right. poisoning? Yeah, they were. They are correct. We saw the missile, um, and they uh, stage a uh, poisoning of the water. Garby jumps jumps in, and they yeah. Somebody mentioned this watching the show, but they love throwing rocks at people's faces mm-hmm. on this show. Yeah, and that was rough. Uh, and whoever the foley artist is on these things, it like, really goes on. Scorch, yeah. And he gets baptized while he's in there. He gets yeah. Saved. That made. Why did he do that? Just I for a show? For, this, for, for the, the my for thought the book. was for show, yeah. right? For the yeah. book. No, I think it was for show. Like, like we're all safe in here. Now I'm going to do a gesture of public goodwill for. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The p- people who are gathered here it's, to want to be in the water. Oh, I can see though. Extremely like, political. If he ever gets in the water, yeah, you have to. You back gotta back. You gotta close the deal. Look. I don't care what it takes. Look, that, baby, be, we need these baptisms. That will be baby. how the first book of Kevin ends. That's yeah. a big coup right there. Yeah, you gotta make that deal. <laughs> uh, and if he gets near a sink, I don't care. <laughs> through conversation with uh, Tommy. And Kevin, uh, he tells him the official 
story, yeah. um, which is gas. It's just gas. Uh, but he says it in a way that they both know. Sure. It's not. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and Tommy asks, you know, how did you know it wasn't toxic water? I just and, knew. I yeah, said I, just, I just knew. But, so I guess now it's like, either he knows he can't die, or... The, the more probable option, which is he didn't care. He doesn't care whether or not yeah. he lives or dies. Bruce is a really good detective. Maybe, maybe It could just be gut. You know? like yeah. Easier to get stickers that say toxic on it than to get actual toxic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those, yeah, that group didn't look like they were yeah. super A bunch proactive. of teenagers. No, God, no. Oh. I'm sure it's My bad friend Derek is a graphic designer. <laughs> uh, and a real small detail, uh, really unrelated to the show, kind of. Uh, but he's he's in a car after this, uh, with with telling the story, um, uh, wearing a space blanket. You watch Better Call Saul. I do. Uh, so if you watch Better Call Saul, little quick detail. That's just the foil blanket. Uh, and on that show, on Better Call Saul, it's relevant. Um, and you can, I guess, listen to Breaking Goodman uh, to to, mm-hmm. to kind of cover things like that. If you want to get people that don't watch it are going to look at me in a weird way. If you want to get your right, right now, right now. Yes. if you want to get your dimes worth out of this podcast, make sure to watch a completely different show. <laughs> yeah, and uh, listen to it. Just a, a recap of what just happened. Like I said, he's wearing a foil blanket. That's an important thing on another show. I'm not going to explain why. Yeah, but tune into my podcast. I want to tell you what this, this show, this episode tonight, dealt a lot with the theme of dogs, which is a very important aspect of one of my favorite films, All Dogs. I, I apologize for wanting to plug one of my other podcasts. Oh, oh I wrote podcasts. I love uh, and have missed that podcast, uh, Breaking Goodman. Yeah. yeah. All right, we're going to move on. Um, to more space blanket talk. Uh, <laughs> well, that's the car ride. That... Are we moving past shots that fired. car ride? Shots fired. Okay, we're getting yeah. there, we're getting there right now. Yeah. Uh, so we're the dog catcher shows sponsors. up, and yes, shots are fired. Yeah. Um, and, and we pretty much realized that at this point, that's just another. It's just another feather in the in the immortal cap. Can't be killed. Maybe. Um, it's also a feather in the. We're in TV, so it's got to be. Heightened yeah. violence and, yeah. and stakes. Not just so TV. This is a, this is it's a, HBO. Yeah. So I think this is the first episode. Pe- people flash do a movie in there somewhere. There was. In, no, I mean in that scene specifically. Oh. <laughs> Wait, there's a flash of boob in there? Nora. Boob flash? Oh, we got side. We got like the side. Side boob counts. I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. Uh, when, Kevin yeah, was in the, times. when Kevin was in the water, when he was in the water, David. Guns all wet. Ruin your gun. Yeah. Ruin your walkie talkie. And then as soon as he goes to shoot, and David's like, duh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hell. (laughs) Duh. That is I. Yeah. Well, the the nerds would have uh, been on the message board. I'm not a gun expert, but I really did think that the the standard issue guns that police officers have are. I mean, maybe they're completely submerged. I don't know. You know what? I'm not going to make a statement. I don't know anything about guns. They can't (laughs) shoot. Uh, after being wet, but they can write upside down. So oh, uh-huh. space pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so he gets his head explode pretty yeah. quick. Tommy comes around. Tommy gun. Yeah, Tommy gun that's what we're calling him. No one. Uh, and uh, dog runs away. Real, real clear prime, uh, prime, prime cream, prime uh, okay. scene here. Yeah. Uh, What's that John, dog doing? Tom so just runs around. Yeah. We'll let him take that evidence away. Hey, boss, the dog came and licked the guy's face and then took his sandwich, huh? <laughs> Pretty funny. What so a bunch friends. of wacky hijinks. <laughs> <laughs> it's the mountain. It's the mountain. <laughs> they don't get me for another, like... Four months. Oh, what are we referencing? Another podcast? Yes, yeah. you better not talk about it though, because people will rip you up. Uh, this right. is the pilot for oh, and Mary, the Mountains Talk Show that I'm going to do. Mary spin-off. is moving. Leaving. Because we lost. Not sweet. only is she mobile, she's moving. She, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, which sucks because she's only spoken several lines. You've got Donna Moss. Uh, TV's Donna Moss. TV's Donna, Donna, Donna Moss. Donna Moss. For three seasons on this show, and you maybe got ten lines out. We there. are I mean, really. Oh, go ahead. We, I mean, we didn't even know we were getting another season when she first appeared. So she could have uh, very probably said nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. manager really sold her on. Probably, yeah. Probably get look here, Donna. <laughs> big old cigar. Probably getting, yeah. probably getting base pay. Look, you just they slid off kids going places. <laughs> uh, 
It's mostly your sit-in. Shawkins a has-been. He's a nobody. He's a schmo. <laughs> uh, this show is so disrespectful to uh, to people who are on TV and movies because ninety percent of the people we called uh, we called Eddie Winslow. We went this guy from we called him between Eddie Winslow and Malcolm Jamal Warner. <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, big. That's a big one. We called so we called that guy. Uh, what's his name? Alexander Sadiq. That we called, uh, that you called Dr. Brashear every time he's on a show. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, there, that there's was so, also Game of Thrones. That was Game of Thrones. But, but I mean, there's so many people that in the, uh, in the, in the Mike Marbach podcast universe only get referred to as their character names from other <laughs> shows. shows that Mike has seen. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, maybe next time. We can take a note. Maybe next time we before the sh- before we record, we just go through IMDb and just get some actors and a- actors' yeah. names. You can print out a sheet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Print- we can watch it on Amazon Prime, and then it just says it right on the screen. It's I, like here are the people that anyway, are acting for you. Right I didn't now. do it for this episode, but I, I usually have a laptop where I just kind of fact check things. Yeah, <laughs> and um, tweet anyway. Donna Moss is moving. <laughs> back to the West Wing. And uh, back to DC. And Noah, yeah. yeah. So the deal here, uh, as we've seen throughout uh, last season, is that maybe it's coincidence, maybe it's not, but when she is in Jar- what is it? Jarvis. 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 Miracle. Uh, yeah. Miracle Texas. Uh, she's Malcolm okay. Mm-hmm. She's okay. I mean, there was a big dramatic thing where he was working to get her over that bridge, right? Um and now she's, she she herself is just like it's just coincidence. Kind yeah, of, isn't know? this whole show just a bunch of people going like, well, all these things that you're trying to give into coincidences just are actually happening? Who knows? And she's leaving that night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Aaron Noah. Um, and what was her reasoning for um, leaving? Leaving because of uh, in relation feels, to Matt. She feels trapped. He's yeah. He's okay. Okay. Oh yeah, he does. She. Yeah. Can't leave the uh, city. Right. She he refuses to uh, words. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then oh, she just drops that. Yeah, he's writing a book about. Yes, you. Uh, he's writing a book about uh, writing a book about Kevin. Um, and I like that he line. Immediately, yeah. I like that line. He thinks he he thinks the New Testament is getting a little old. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Someone, yeah, someone really pushed for that in the yeah. writers' room. Yeah, yeah, one, yeah. They, Lindelof's nephew got in the room somehow, <laughs> and Lindelof and, and Lindelof's brother floated him money early on in his career. Guys, and he's like, "Remember that favor you owe me? Yeah. Now this is my son, Chucky. Yeah. He's 22. He just graduated from Loyola Marymount, and he needs a job. He's a writer. He's got a blog. Plug the blog. And Lindelof's like, somehow. cool. He can be my assistant. He's like, he's a writer. <laughs> he like, demands a line of script. <laughs> I think, how about, how about this one? I think the, the book of Matthew is really the book of Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And Lindelof's like, oh, we'll go with that. New <laughs> yeah. 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 The, the book of Luke, book of puke. Nice. Nailed it. <laughs> the book of John stays the same because John means toy. Turlet. This kid is 16, right? The rebel. Age. So he's the Doogie Horde, the Doogie Hauser of uh, Loyola Marymount. Yeah. <laughs> but he's still terrible. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. That's all we got. <laughs> no more bits. You should have a light that we uh, dig when we're done. Uh, so. Uh, He confronts Matt and Michael, uh, and then it's like a parade of, well, one other person. Uh, (laughs) Everybody's in on this. Everybody knows, apparently, uh, (laughs) that that's uh, um, John. John John Murphy is the character. I don't know anything else he's been on. Um, So he is, uh, he's, he's the only one that doesn't know about this, about this book. Uh, and they sell, they sell it pretty pretty well that it's worth writing a book about. Um, yeah, with him being okay. They do the full religious recap yeah. of yeah. season two mm-hmm. of Kevin. Look, as, yeah, you you got shot. You got up. You got poisoned. You got you. Up. Yeah. Well, this, it's, a, it's oh. almost like you are unbreakable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, th- this also caused for me. A moment that I need, or, or, or something I need answered, which is, so Michael knew that his grandpa was going to poison Kevin, 
So was he just? Was he just like? Was he just like? Did he just agree to like bury Kevin and like leave him buried? I can't remember no, what the yeah. reason was that Michael was like down with this. For some sort there of religious reason, yeah, it was right? something religious. Maybe mm. to prove, like, to prove a point, or or did he just not know that his grandpa was kind of full of shit? Yeah. Although he did, he, he, he did have a chair there at Kevin's yeah. gravesite. So who knows? Right. So he, might, I think he, I think he believed yeah. uh, something would something would happen. Uh, so they give the book, which is pretty pretty hefty. Yeah. Pretty, hef- pretty hefty book here. But maybe it's not double-sided. Maybe not double-sided. He also said, I think he said it was handwritten. Yeah, handwritten. Yeah. Uh, so that, you know, that's going to take Big handwriting. Space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big, Power big looping no letters. Uh, like, just, just, just encrypt the drive. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. uh, handwritten. They hand it over, and he goes out to, to burn it, uh, and uh, doesn't. Mm, there's some skywriting. Yeah. Which is 13 days <laughs> to go. 13 day to go, it said. And then, yeah. There were two planes, which is like, you've got a great sky. <laughs> if you've got two planes skywriting budget, you are doing <laughs> yeah. okay, my friend. Yeah. So, who's, fast. so who's the. Who's the money behind these 13 days to go, 14 days to go, the things that are tied to the church, but Matt is Matt saying. Matt says it's not. Matt says it's not him. I actually don't. I, I believe him when he says it's not him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is there... I, I guess I don't have a reason... What does he have? Two big secrets? Well, yeah. Well, no, narratively, my suspicion then might be uh, Huggy Wayne. Ooh. Is that, he still that, out there? That organization might be back. Yeah. Now that, uh, now that uh, Baby's five. Interesting. Oh. Do you think that they took him? That's my thought then. Or, yeah. or they took... Sorry, they took uh, Lily. They took the baby. Yeah. Entirely possible. Possible. Death seems too easy and too finite. <laughs> um, it's deep. I wonder if just. I mean, I mean, I. I wonder if the church is just getting out of Matt's control. If this oh, is, yeah. if this is just a, like a, just a new run form run. of zealotry now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Somebody's got a. Uh, somebody's got a printer at home. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just taking it upon themselves. Yeah, it's their ink. Um, Canary or goldenrod, hon? <laughs> um, I don't care. Just sharpen the scissors. Um, all right. They, These are they, silly they were scissors. What are you doing? Regularly uh, uh, sized pieces of paper. Um, anywho, pigeons. Pigeons flying uh, to Australia. Doves. What was it? What, what was it? I said right. Are they doves or pigeons? In Spanish, know. it's the same word. Wow. I think doves and pigeons are same. the same thing. They were white birds that were flying yeah. uh, to... Aust- they were in Australia uh, carrying notes. We didn't see what the notes were. She grabbed one off... The woman grabbed a, one off a... So off that a was some, somewhat of a reference to the, the first fold open. Bucket of... Um, a bucket of other notes. So we didn't see what that was, right? Well, she also didn't seem interested in the notes. Right, She yeah. put it in with all the other notes, like, this one must not be special or something. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, what were you saying, Rob? It was a call to a call back to the messages that Dude was getting from the carrier pigeons in the first cold open that he was, like, using to adjust his, yeah, his time, e- time e- equation. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, what was the... Because we talked about this before uh, the podcast. What was the the guy that kept doing that? In recent memory? Yeah. Oh God! Nickel Nickel Creek just wrote a song about it. Twenty twenty first of May. Uh, the hell was his name? Hold on. What are you talking about? The the guy that just kept changing the date, and I'm sure that's happened throughout history too. Well, I mean, I know that that's happened throughout history, where someone says that the end times are coming or the rapture is coming, mm-hmm. whatever's coming, and they just Pastor keep changing Harold. the date. So that would be I check out. What? Pastor Harold's fried chicken. Sure. All right. Anywho, <laughs> Mike's like, we'll cut that. <laughs> yeah. If you got, uh, if you got, uh, if you get that, just uh, jump in, Rob. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the pigeons are in Australia, and then they go to. Uh, she takes the pigeons back to a church, a small, mm-hmm. little small, tiny church. Um, Harold camping, and we. That sounds right. Um, <clears throat> and then there's a reveal of a woman. 
that looks strikingly similar to Old Nora. To Old Nora. Melisandre Nora. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely, yeah. Definitely so what's, what? Well, Sean, we, explain. So we, we find out that there are many questions, but we also find <laughs> out in the um, uh, scenes from the next, uh, which is more like scenes from the entire rest of the season, uh, but that she's uh, Nora is planning to travel to Australia for some reason. So this could be a future thing. Couldn't that, be mother, right? Said, what did you work? Couldn't be her mother. No, oh, because I think wouldn't. she just looked uh, like she was put in uh, months of hard work, not... That she had aged that much. Yeah. Really? I thought she looked much older. I thought older. she looked a lot older. And she had a different name. Yeah. Uh, well, it's a called her a different name. That's that's the quick thought. is Because the, the woman asks, the nun asks her, um, does the name Kevin mean anything to you? Something like and that, she right? she said no. And she said no. Um, so, yeah, my, my feeling is that this is, like, pretty far in the future. In the future. Um, so, future if it's not, if they're at the same time. Yeah. We, we don't have any reason to believe it's the future. Right. And certainly Other in, than and certainly in television visual transitions, that didn't that didn't suggest to me a ton of time passing. Well, I know what like, also didn't suggest that, but actually happened was the transition right. from the cold open to the, the second I, cold open. I I might disagree <laughs> because the first thing they showed was a sneaker. Sneakers. Yeah. yeah. Um so I was like, Oh, very clearly we're in a different time. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I guess I I guess what I'm saying is I'm not ruling out that this is some weird sure. hiccup yeah. person, Nora. Yeah. Um, and 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 it's the same Side, timeline. We are in, we are, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? He oh, those flashes. I'll also say that uh, the actor Carrie Coon has played a twin to Ben Affleck in Gone Girl, so yeah. maybe this is sure. a twin character. Mm. Gone Girl. Yeah. Mm. Isn't I that great that evidence? I've yeah. never seen it. Never read the book. Uh, and that is episode, uh, season three, episode one of good. Uh, The Leftovers. Yeah, it was, was good. Uh, any quick final thoughts? And then we'll, we'll hit the round of uh, plugs. Uh, I, this is just a, I mean, we don't need to talk about this, but I, I will say it nonetheless. Uh, I, one thing that I thought watching the opening was it's just, it's interesting to me the people whose relationship to religion is looking for that big moment. Right? Like, that woman was so invested in her religion, but only in the sense that she was invested in getting that thing, whatever that thing on the roof was. It was getting that moment. And I, it, was just, it was just interesting to me about, like, are those people people who are actually getting something valuable from them? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, Mm -hmm. and I wonder who on who in the leftovers world is that woman is she Kevin killing himself over and over again looking for the time that it's actually going to work you know is she um, is she Matt who believes in Kevin is, you know, I mean, there, I think there are a lot of different people that she could be. Mm-hmm. I, I love that, like these little thematic things. I don't even think I, I forgot to think hard about the the cave woman scene at yeah. the beginning of season two. But I'm going to keep thinking about this scene as we go through this season. I'll throw out there that um, the woman could be the audience of this show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, just waiting like for the big thing. Yeah, yeah. And knowing Lindelof, it may our, never. Our, our, no, it's our spouse is leaving us with our. We're children. certainly not getting an answer to this, <laughs> and that's part of the joy of. Uh, yeah, of this yeah. show. Uh, did we mention that there was no um, title credits? Yeah, we did. It did come up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right then. Then we'll wrap that there. Julie, what do you got coming up? Um. Ooh, I am. A, I'm a woman about town. Uh, <laughs> I am, if you're in the Boston area on Thursday, um, Bar- my sketch team, Barbara Bush, is performing in the Women in Comedy Festival. Thursday, um, what? what's that date? Thursday, <laughs> April 20th. Yep. Oh, good. Um, and then uh, follow us back to Philly on the 21st, where you can see us performing at uh, Philly Sketch Fest. Mm-hmm. Um, that is at the Adrian Theater. Um, that is April 21st. Uh, and then what else? Oh, Sunday, you can see my sketch duo, Jordney and Coley, with Courtney and Jolie, also Philly Sketch Fest at Underground Arts at 11th and Callow Hill. 
And if you're in, I'm, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep going. If you're in Montreal on May 5th, come see Barbara Bush. If you're at all three places, we're calling the place. <laughs> yeah, because there's something different going on. I don't know. We have a following. Yeah, but that's weird. We're like the Grateful Dead. We're basically the Grateful Dead of sketch. I've comedy. said that since you were formed. It's basically the Grateful Dead. David, what do you got? Uh, what do I have? Um, uh, this uh, Tuesday. Yep. Uh, April 18th. Yep. Uh, at Good Good Comedy Theater. <laughs> yeah, I'm keeping 7 p.m. Yep. Uh, Sean and I are in this game. Um, I, I will be, um, not performing, but presenting in Nerd Brawl. I'm going to be talking about some topics that are near and dear to my heart, some of which. I get on podcast about it time to time. Um, other than that, uh, you can also check me out um, every Tuesday at Fit Comedy at 9 p.m. doing uh, Make Em Ups with the Future. Um, also, next next Friday, April 28th. Yes. Not this coming Friday, but next Friday, April 28th. Um, at yep. 10 p.m. at <laughs> Fit Comedy, you can come check me out with American Express. We're doing the show Family Business. That's an all POC, that's pre- people of color, basically all black, um, show. There's, um, there's a couple others. There's a couple others. But uh, it, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Stand-up, sketch, dancing, um, improv. So check that out. And uh, for all you uh, international fans, uh, I'll be in Toronto on May 22nd through May 29th uh, at the Combustion Festival. So uh, something, a little carrot to dangle out for anybody who doesn't live in the city of Philadelphia. What performance group are you performing with in Toronto? Um, the future. Yeah. <clears throat> hey, uh, Rob, this is Rob. Uh, at Brotherly Rob on Twitter. Um, RobLessianin.com. R-O-B-A-L-E-S-I-A-N-I.com. I just put it up, so check it out. It, I think it looks great. Um, I am uh, playing with a couple of you guys tomorrow night. If you if this goes up on Monday, uh, Mar- Mike Marbach's uh, Seltzer Hour is going to be at Fit uh, at nine o'clock mm-hmm. uh, on the second stage, mm-hmm. and uh, we're doing a show called Shotgun, and that should be fun. Every first and third Friday of the month, I am at Fit Comedy on uh, at the Adrian Theater in Philadelphia in Thank You Places an Improvised Musical, and if you are uh, in Omaha, Nebraska, if you're a Nebraskan, I will be at the Omaha Improv Festival in late May, last weekend in May, uh, with uh, my buddy Joe Tuzzi doing our thing with Roomies. And uh, we'll be dotting the country in the coming uh, few months, uh, so check us out. Find us on Facebook. Show on. Uh, I host two shows at Good Good Comedy. One's called Frog Night, the other's called Nerd Brawl this Tuesday. Uh, I uh, am at Sean Keegan Landis on Instagram. Ooh. You should follow that and find out what it's all about. Spoiler alert. Don't say it. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Not, I oh, no. didn't want to say it out loud. That's okay. Good, good um, questions. Uh, and uh, thirdly, uh, one of my favorite pod- podcasts of all is back. It's called Breaking Goodman. Um, <laughs> yeah. It follows the uh, Better Call Saul television show. Thank you, Sean. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and cool. at Joel Sauce for me. <laughs> sure. <laughs> all right. And for me, uh, this is Mike. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike Marbach. Uh, pretty much on everything at Mike Marbach. Uh, and go to watercooler.com. Uh, Sketchfest was mentioned by Jolie. Uh, and all of the events are on the event calendar there uh, with all of the information because it is some, some a little bit scattered throughout uh, the city between uh, Ruba Club, uh, Underground Arts, and the Adrian Theater. But there's a lot of great stuff you should really check out uh, with that. Uh, as How do you spell watercooler? W O O. D E R C O O L E R dot com. Thanks, Rob. No problem. Uh, and uh, as far as show, shows go, uh, I am performing tomorrow night, uh, which would be tonight when this is posted on Monday, April 17th, with. Uh, uh, yeah. Yep. That's correct. <laughs> uh, with both Rob and David here uh, in the Seltzer Hour, Seltzer Hour at Fit. Uh, Philly Improv Theater uh, every Monday night at 9 p.m., but this particular show is tomorrow night. At nine, uh, it's called Shotgun, and I'm also performing with David and a special guest. Um, we typically do an improv duo. Hubba if you hubba. hate Mike and David, don't come to the show. <laughs> yeah, don't come to that show. Not uh, the show for you. Or if you just hate me, yeah, um, because I'm in all of it. Uh, and no one hates just David. <laughs> no, no one hates just David. Uh, that's it. Thank you all, uh, and thank you all for listening. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Life was filled with guns and war, and everyone got trampled. Lord, I wish we'd all been ready.
days grew cold, a piece of bread could buy a bag of gold. I wish we'd all been ready. There's no time to change your mind. The sun has come, and you've been left behind. A man and wife asleep in bed. She hears a noise and turns her head. He's gone. I wish we'd all been ready. Two men walking up a hill. One disappears and one's left standing still. I wish we'd all been ready. There's no time to change your mind. The sun has come and you've been left behind. Bye.